right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 122 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. I also hope you will consider subscribing and sharing the name of the Ranting Weight Watcher with anyone you know who struggles the way that we do on this quest for a healthy lifestyle. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, whichever one you're listening on, if you could please consider leaving a five-star review and maybe a blurb, a little review, a written review about how you feel about the podcast, anything, anything is appreciated. Thank you so much. Now, I have a special announcement. Next week, episode 123 of The Ranting Weight Watcher is going to feature a special guest. And I also want to say, every month, the goal for 2023 for this podcast is for every month to have at least one episode with a special guest. That is my goal for this year. Next week, we have... Cognitive Behavioral Therapist Allison Fortune returning to the show. She was on originally episode 83. And she's returning. We're going to talk about some topics. Now, if you're interested, you can go back to 83, listen to the original. We are not continuing anything by any means. But if you just want to get to know her a little bit, you can go back to that episode, listen, and then tune in for 123 next week. I am excited to have her on the show. First special guest of the new year. And we can go from there. 2023 is going to be a great year for this podcast. I also have an email from a listener. Now, you may remember if you were here back in October. A li- I, I had issued a challenge to all of my listeners. And the challenge was for you to go back however many years you were on plan and to look specifically at the final quarter of every year. Take your first weigh-in of October and take your first weigh-in of January and find out what the difference was. Now, I did this to challenge you to see what relaxing on over the holiday season does to a journey during that time 
And we received an email from this same listener, Anne Marie. And she had tremendous amounts of data. She had been on plan with Weight Watchers since 2016. Incredible amount of data that she had. And she noticed a trend that she did not like. And so part of the challenge was not only to find out whether you gained or lost or whatever the case may be over the holiday season, but it was also to find out if you did gain, how long after the new year did it take you to get back to that October weight? And she took that challenge on and she saw a trend over the most recent three years that she did not like. And so when she had wrote to me back in October, she said that she was going to make some changes for this holiday season. And I encouraged her to write to the show after the holiday season was over to let me know how she did. And here we are now. This is her email into the new year from our listener, Anne-Marie. Happy New Year, Donato. Here I am, January 6, 2023, and my first weigh-in for the new year. I am very happy to report that I took your challenge back in October, and this is the first fourth quarter in over two years that I have a loss to record. From my first weigh-in in October through my first weigh-in in January, I am down 9.7 pounds. Hallelujah. I don't think I would be here with this loss if I hadn't listened to your show episode number 112 in October and taken this challenge. You gave us all a challenge to do our research and learn from it. Knowledge is power. Thank you. And here's to 2023. Many blessings to you and Marie. How awesome is this email? 9.7 pounds lost because she took a look Back however many years, she faced a hard truth that she did not like seeing. She made some adjustments rather than waste time beating herself up for it. And then she moved forward. And now, because of this adjustment, she's down almost 10 pounds. How many of you listening to my voice right now, if I told you, I can guarantee you three pounds a month for the next three months of a loss... If you just make these small adjustments, how many of you would have taken that? I'll bet you every single one of you would. I know I would. Make these adjustments and lose a guaranteed three pounds a month for the next three months. Yeah, you would. You definitely would. How awesome. God bless you, Anne-Marie. I love it. Now. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Not a great weekend. Not a great way in this week, guys. We are up 2.4 pounds. You know, it's funny because I was expecting to gain the previous way in. Last week when I lost 1.2, I was expecting a gain that week. Because I had two weeks in a row where I had both the Monday and the Friday off. I got a little extra relaxed on those days because you guys all know that I get relaxed on the weekends. I make choices 
that are not as healthy as I would Monday through Friday. I track everything. I allow myself to use activity points and weeklies on weekends. It's what I've always done and it's what I continue to do. But I did get a little loose on the holidays. I had the Friday before Christmas and the Monday after Christmas. I had the Friday before New Year's and the Monday after New Year's off. I was walking around very much like it was a weekend, but technically it was a weekday. So I was definitely expecting a gain last week. And this goes to show you, we are so trained to believe that whatever we do this week is going to show up on this weigh-in. And here we are. Last week I had a loss in spite of two weekends in a row where I got really relaxed over four days' time instead of two days' time. I had losses both of those. Christmas week and New Year's week, I had losses. Now, if you've been with me any amount of time, you know how I handle gains. I don't make changes to anything I do unless there are three gains in a row. And now, here we are. This is one gain. We will continue as status quo. The last two weekends, when we got really relaxed over a four-day weekend rather than a two, I know those are anomalies. I don't have four-day weekends every weekend. So we keep everything the same, pushing forward, and we move on. I never make changes unless I see three gains in a row. It's as simple as that. Total pounds lost since January 2019 is 154.8. Pounds remaining to get to the 175 milestone is 20 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 45.2 pounds. I am in a in the middle of a consistency challenge for myself. I am in I just finished up week 7. So in week 7, we did meet up all of the goals that we had for the consistency challenge. I did 5 workouts. 3 of them were outdoor walks, 2 of them were Leslie Sandstone workouts. So we met all the requirements for week 7. And yet I still keep this challenge going because it doesn't feel automatic. I still feel like I'm really convincing myself to get up and do things, especially on days where I know I have to do the Leslie Sandstone workouts. You know, they're, they end quicker, so you think I would be drawn to them. That being only a 45-minute workout, I would rather do the Leslie Sandstone than work, walk outdoors for an hour and a half. But on the days where I do the Leslie Sandstone workouts, I find myself pushing myself way too hard to get going. So I will continue this consistency challenge until the Leslie Sandstone days are as automatic as the outdoor walk days. You know, I don't never, I don't ever question anything. At four o'clock, when I punch out for work, if it's a walk day, sneakers are on. And I'm out the door. But 4 o'clock comes on a Leslie Sansone day. Oh, you know what? We can take a rest day today. We can relax, whatever. 
I mean, I got all kinds of voices going on in my head. Until it gets to the point that I just get up and put my sneakers on and do what needs to be done at 4 o'clock for Leslie Sansone as it is going out the door and walking, I'm going to keep reporting this consistency challenge every week. Now, next week, we're going to keep it simple. We're still the same goal. Three outdoor walks, two's Leslie Sansone workout. So week eight, nothing changes. The goal is to walk Sunday, walk Monday outdoors. Then Wednesday, Friday, we're going to do Leslie Sansone. And, and Saturday, we're going to do the third outdoor walk. That's the plan for week eight. I will report to you next week how week eight went, and we'll go from there. So today I want to talk about, it's kind of like something that happens every year. Every year you get a crowd of the new year, new me mentality. And I'm going to paint a picture, okay? Because I want, to, I want to create this hypothetical scenario, okay? Because so many times people come in with that new year, new me mentality, and they don't make it at, to the end of January, okay? So I'm going to paint a picture. It's 2022, January, January 1st. And you decide, new year, new me, I'm starting it. I'm going to do it. This year is the year I finally get healthy. So you hit the gym on your first, finally the holidays are really over and you decide to hit the gym and start doing what you do. You Maybe you join Weight Watchers, maybe you do keto, whatever the case may be. You picked a health plan, you picked a gym, and you're getting to work. The majority of the people begin to quit. Well, Quitter's Day is January 17th. And from January 17th to February 15th, 80% of the people that started are gone. Okay? But in my little picture that I'm painting for you, you make it through. You didn't quit. Quitter's Day came and went, and you're still here. Okay? And now, you notice that you struggle here and there, and you make some adjustments in your lifestyle, and you're finding some success. Especially with food. You know that there are certain things that trigger you, so you're kind of staying away from those things. There's other things that you know that, I mean, you can handle them a little better. They don't trigger you as much as some other things, but there's still a concern of yours because maybe eating that item causes you to snowball into the stuff that really triggers you. And it ends up being this massive binge event. So you're doing really well and you're really conscious of those food items that cause these things. And being so conscious of them causes you even more success. And you're doing well and you're strong and you're staying with it. First quarter of 2022 is over and the majority of the people that started New Year, New Me are all gone and here you are. Now you're getting into spring and you're feeling good. You have some success. 
and you're, it's becoming a snowball. Your success is becoming a snowball. Your confidence is raising and you're making some, you're taking some chances and you're really finding some success in the weight loss plan you've chosen. And these milestones that you've always wanted are just coming and they're presenting themselves. Now we hit the end of spring and summer is coming and we get that Memorial Day weekend. Now that's like the start of the summer. That's like, let's kick off the summer, right? And people are doing barbecues. Then you get 4th of July. I mean, every Saturday, if it's a beautiful day, you're at the beach, you're doing things, you're having a good time. And now you're, you're being presented with something you haven't, maybe you haven't been presented with. And everybody is relaxing and having a good time. And with that outdoor stuff, a lot of the time comes alcohol. A lot of the time comes the barbecue. I mean, barbecue food is some of the most delicious food on the planet, right? And you're, you're tasting things that are slow cooked and all this stuff. And the meat is falling off the bone and it's so good. And you're, it's like a celebration phase of life. And maybe you start to gain a little bit, but you know what? You keep control. For the most part, you have some gains here and there, but you make the correction, you pull the, t- the leash tight, and you make it straight through the summer with minimal issues. And you're actually proud of yourself. You're proud and you're even more confident because you know the summertime's over, that cold snap comes in, Football season begins, and now you know you're faced with the holiday season. It's, it, it, you're on the doorstep to it. It gets colder, it gets colder, it gets colder. And now, all of the things you've been avoiding, all of the stuff you know trigger you, it's all over the place. All of it. It's all around you. And it's just so often, so in your face, so all around you, you decide to allow it. Where you were doing so well avoiding it before, it has become impossible to avoid. And you now find yourself being okay with having a taste. We're just going to have a taste. No big deal. We're going to get back into this after the break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges 
crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact is about the human body. 25% of your bones are located in your feet. Each foot contains 26 bones, 33 joints, and over 100 muscles, ligaments, and tendons, with both feet totaling 52 bones, or about 25% of the total bones in your entire body. You're often so busy focusing on the key areas like our abs, arms, thighs, that we don't really pay attention to fitness in our feet. Our feet don't just contain 25% of our body's bones. They are also the foundation for every vertical movement we do. Your balance, strength, power, and control begins with your feet and they contain muscles that need development too if you're wondering why i ran that read that fact today i decided to create this segment of the show because i have a fear of reading aloud so i challenge all my listeners to email the show with random facts It it doesn't have to be about health. It could be about anything. Only thing I ask is that you keep it clean. 
you can email those facts to the ranting weight watcher at gmail.com and in the subject line just please put random fact or fun fact or whatever the case so that I know not to read it up until the moment I'm gonna record this segment because this one segment is not ever going to be edited because I want to be able to gauge whether or not my reading aloud is getting better because I'm trying to turn this podcast into something great and reading aloud cannot be a fear of mine if this podcast is going to get to the potential that it has and so again in advance I thank you please consider participating in this part of the show emails of random facts to the ranting weight watcher at gmail.com now without any further delay let's get back to the show and we are back thanks for sticking with me so in the beginning of this i painted a picture for you and i did all of that because i really want to talk about the aftermath of when we when things that trigger us come back into our life. Some of you may not like I'm doing this. The truth is the truth. A lot of us here are here because we have an unhealthy relationship with food. So many of us, we could easily say, I'm, I'm sure that a physician somewhere would say, yes, you have a food addiction. Because look, Anybody can easily say, oh, yeah, he's an alcoholic, right? Or he's addicted to smoking cigarettes or, what, you know, she does drugs, whatever the case may be. It's easy to point the fingers at those people. But in reality, we're in the same position because we, our, our drug of choice is simply food. As a matter of fact, we chose the worst thing to become addicted to. You can live without alcohol. You can live without cigarettes. You can live without drugs. You cannot live without food. So we picked the worst possible thing to become addicted to. What I want to talk about now is like, just like any one of those, if you are an alcoholic and you go a period of time without taking a drink and you decide that you're in some kind of social scenario and it's okay in this moment, how many out there would say, that this one, this one decision ended up being the snowflake that caused the avalanche. That you've been doing so good for so long, but this one taste caused you to drink for days afterwards. Because it was like getting something back that you haven't had for so long. The same thing with that cigarette. You're standing there with someone, you're in a scenario, social situation, a bunch of people are smoking, and someone offers it to you knowing it's been months and months since you had a cigarette. But it's a social situation. Come on. We're having a good time. Don't you want to smoke with us? Whether it's drugs, the same thing. Don't you want to hit? Come on. Join us. You've been clean for too long. You've been clean for so long. Reward yourself. And just like anybody who's making any of those decisions... We make that same decision. For me, it could easily have been, I avoided cookies for the longest time. 
in the beginning, my first year on WW, I knew that cookies were a trigger for me. And if you haven't gone to the beginning of episodes on weekend mornings, my ritual was this. Before Weight Watchers, I would wake up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Way before anybody else would, I would go downstairs where the package of cookies for that weekend was in the cabinet. I, I didn't discriminate. It didn't matter what package was there. Every Friday, my wife bought a brand new pack of cookies. And then Saturday, I would make a pot of coffee at 5 o'clock in the morning. I would sit with this brand new package of cookies. I would eat cookies and drink coffee until everyone else woke up. And I would watch movies. I would do all this thing. This was my me time. Because I woke up before everyone. And there were at least three hours between the time that I woke up to the time that everyone else started coming down the stairs. The amount of cookies I would eat would be dictated by how much coffee I had left. As long as I had coffee, I kept eating cookies. And then 8, 8.30, everybody would come downstairs and I would have my real breakfast after eating all those cookies. Whatever the case may be. Pancakes, eggs, whatever the case may be. This was my ritual. And then on Sunday, I would do the exact same thing and finish whatever cookies I did not finish on Saturday. And I did this for, God, I I can't even tell you how many years. That was my ritual. In spite of having gastric bypass in 2004, this was still my ritual. All the way up to 2019 when I decided enough is enough. And I joined Weight Watchers. When I began on Weight Watchers, that first weekend, so that Sunday morning, I went to Weight Watchers on Saturday. That first Sunday, I still woke up at 5 a.m. And I was faced with a very difficult issue. And there was no way I was going to allow myself to have any cookies. And I don't know if, I mean... You can go way back into my connect page and see my very first post. My very first post on Weight Watchers Connect is a picture of me holding a bitten apple because that was my answer that morning, that Sunday morning when my, I realized my ritual ended the day before my first step into Weight Watchers. My ritual ended that day. And I knew that I, w- I couldn't allow myself to have any cookies because I knew that I couldn't have any logical amount that wouldn't blow my day. And I avoided cookies for the majority of that year. From January all the way to December. December 2019, that's when the irresistible cookies come out. See, it's one thing to eat mass-produced, factory-made cookies. It's another thing when you're presented with cookies that are made at home from scratch. I noticed, so in the beginning of this episode when I talk about that email from Anne-Marie, I noticed that my last couple of holiday seasons when those cookies would come out, that I was on a serious uptrend during those three months of the holidays when those cookies would be around. 
And it got to the point where the amount of weight gained from October to January took until June to lose. So however much weight I gained, it took me until June to lose all of that weight. And then here we are, what? Just a few months away from facing holidays all over again. And that's what was the goal to make you understand of episode 112. And that happened many, uh, two or three, two or three years in a row like that. The first year, my first holiday season, I was so strict with myself. I ended that holiday season with a loss. I, I entered my second holiday season. This would be the 2020 holiday season. I entered that holiday season with a lot more confidence that I could handle things. And I ended that one with a gain. Not a crazy gain, a a very small gain that was gone first week of January. So the next holiday season, which would be 2021 holiday season, I relaxed even more. And that weight gain was the one that took me till June to lose. So when this one came, this holiday season, I went back to that, I got in touch with the version of me from 2019 and I, I, I got faced with a gain, a three and a half pound gain the week before Thanksgiving and a week, a three and a half pound gain the week of Thanksgiving, totaling that the actual total gain was 6.6 pounds. And I was barely into Christmas at that point. The Christmas cookies weren't even made yet. And my way in after Thanksgiving, totaled 6.6 pound gain. And I managed to navigate Christmas and lose all of that weight. So 6.8 pounds lost by the first weigh-in of January. Actually, no, that wasn't the first weigh-in of January. That was the last weigh-in of December. December 31st was the last weigh-in of the year. That marked the 6.8 pound loss from all of the weight gained at Thanksgiving and the week before. I want to concentrate on that taste because that taste creates a reaction that is very hard to control. It's very difficult to not want more. When you avoid something for quite a while because you know you can't handle things, you can't say no to these things, I would say that it's very necessary for you to stay away from them if you know they trigger you into a bunch of other bad behavior until you're strong enough that you can face them because the taste doesn't go away. The desire to have it only comes even more. And when you, fe- when you have this kind of relationship with food, there isn't a doctor on the planet that wouldn't say, hey, listen, you probably do have a food addiction. And things have to be handled differently. It's not about give yourself some grace and all this other nonsense. When you have addictions, things have to be handled differently. And the rules that apply to most of the people, the blanket rules, may not apply to you. They may not apply to most of us in reality. Because I'm sure that the majority of us, a doctor could say, yeah, you do have a, a food addiction here that you should take care of. And I'm not sitting here accusing you. 
What I'm saying is that moment when you decide to have that taste, it's extremely difficult to come back from. And it could cause a binge that is almost uncontrollable. But we are all faced with that moment where we have to rein it in at some point. We have to say enough is enough and get back to work. And for some, it takes a lot more effort than others. For some, they go right right past the new year. The idea that, oh, new year, new me, didn't even phase them because they are lost in pleasing them, their, their tongue because they got a taste. And it's almost like you have to go through a detox, the holiday detox, whatever you want to call it, detoxing from all of the stuff you allowed yourself to have during that final quarter of the year because it doesn't just go away. It is imperative, however, that you step away from it. It is imperative that if you don't have a control over that situation, you have to get back and, and take that step away. Not everything is important. Not, just because you see it doesn't mean it's important for you to have it. Listen, every week of the year, you shop at a grocery store. Every week of the year, you pass by Snickers, Twix, Hershey's with almonds, whatever you want to call it. Baby Ruth, Payday, 100 Grand Bar. They're all sitting there, those impulse buys at every register. They're all right there. You walk by them every week and you say no. You don't even give it a second thought. They're right there. You can grab them literally every week. But for some reason, when they're sitting around from Halloween, you can't handle life because it's in your house. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about here. Now, if you never get that taste of that Halloween candy, do you ever get to that point where you can't handle the Halloween candy being in your house? There is two gallon-sized Ziploc bags downstairs right now filled with holiday candy. Whether it's Christmas candy, whether it's Halloween candy, it's all there. I made it through the entire holiday season without tasting any Halloween candy. And part of that is because of my desire to stay away from mass-produced items. I'm not saying everybody should have this desire. I'm saying that that's what helps me. That the appeal, the appeal is just not there for the mass-produced item. It doesn't seem as special as the one that was made for you. So it's easier for me to say no to. I'm not saying that that's what you should do. I'm saying it becomes a lot harder if you can't. Because your choices are a lot more vast. But if you think about how many days of the year you are in that grocery store, if you shop once a week, that's 52 visits to the grocery store. And we know that I'm undercutting. You know that there's more than once a week that you're headed to the grocery store. And you know that there's more than once a week you're headed to a pharmacy. And there's more than once a week that you're headed to a Walmart. Every single one of these kind of stores, Target, Walmart, a gas station, every single one of these stores has those same impulse buys. Snickers, Twix, Payday, Baby Ruth. 
They're all there. And you can walk right by them. When we get a taste of these things, we, we can become so consumed with getting the next taste. It's like we make that situation happen. It's extremely difficult to come from it, to come back from it. But it must be done. And whatever you need to do, if these things are in your house, whatever you need to do to make it so that it's out of sight, out of mind, whatever the case, whatever, if you have the power to just throw it away, then throw it away. If you're going to give it away, give it away. Whatever you can do to make your life easier, you have to do it. Well, I got other people in the house with me. Okay, fine. Tell those people to put it somewhere where you can't get to it. Simple as that. I don't care. Whatever they want to do. They want to put it out of your reach on the highest shelf, on the highest cabinet, whatever the case. They want to get a a lockbox and put a lock on it. That too. Whatever works. I'm looking out here for you. I want you to succeed. And if these things are like that to you, if you got that taste and you don't know how to come back, it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. You're just not going to stop craving these things, especially if every time you crave them, you allow yourself to have them. There has to come the discipline to say no. And it all starts with one time. Your ability to say no to these items starts with you saying no once. Getting back to basics is probably going to be the most difficult thing for you to do. But this holiday detox is completely necessary for you to get back on track. Now, you may be sitting here saying, Don, this doesn't apply to me. It simply doesn't. Let me ask you something. If you were standing next to me and I'm stressed out, dealing with some crap, and I say, oh my God, I just need a cigarette. Or if I could just have a drink right now, would you think that simply me saying this would be a tell that maybe I am addicted to one of those items? We live in a world where vocabulary means so much. And we've created so many different ways of saying something. And people think it means less. They value certain words. And they don't like other words. Because they're more blunt. And they are more upfront about confronting what the actual problem is. You can say... When someone says, oh, I need a cigarette. Oh, I need a drink. That they are addicted to those things. Yet, in the same state, if you don't say anything and you open the door to the fridge, you're not addicted to food. You're an emotional eater. Sometimes the vocabulary we hide behind is also the jail cell 
we decide to live in. The majority of the chains that stop you from getting to where you want to be were put on by you. And until you face that, you're not getting anywhere. You're just going to keep pulling at the same chain over and over like a dog tied to a tree. Until you realize the only way to truly get free is to deal with what you've been avoiding all of this time because of even something as simple as vocabulary, you're going to stay right where you are. It's time to deal with the things that have been holding us back our entire lives. You think that you've been in this position over and over and over again just because you simply don't have the willpower? No. You've been in the same position over and over again, number one, because you're doing things the same way over and over and over again. And one of the things that you're doing is avoiding the core problem. And I'm telling you, if you're ever going to break free, it's time to face the core problem. As I sit here finalizing this podcast, it is January 12th, 2023. This entire journey started with a hard look in the mirror on January 4th, 2019. On that day, I faced a hard truth. That truth was 15 years prior to that moment, I was 460 pounds and I went to 277. And then I wasted the next 15 years of my life going from 277 and at the moment I stepped in that scale back to 403. And it wasn't to sit there and self-wallow. It wasn't to beat myself up. It was to see the truth for what it was and to finally realize the one person that had the keys to get out of the jail cell all along has been me. And the one person deciding not to use those keys was also me. I had ruined everything I created. I finally realized it. And it was to get back to work, realizing everything I had done from that point forward had to be based in truth Who was the one really in control of my future? Me. And who was the one that needed to make changes necessary? Me. And that's what I'm telling you today. The longer you sit in the lies that you've created, the delusions you've created, and avoiding the truth, the longer you sit there is the longer it's going to take to get to where you want to be. So, 
decide, make the change, and move forward. That's all that's necessary. It's simple. It's so simple, it's gotta be the truth because it's what I did. I faced the truth, I made the change, and here I am, four years later, 150 plus pounds down, and I'm still not to where I wanna be yet. I have a lot of growing to do, and I'm telling you, if you wanna get here, there's a lot of growing you need to do, and until you take those steps to grow, you'll never get here. So start making those steps now so that you can do the growing you need to do to get here. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.